everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Sharing the Journey. At least that's what I'm calling this podcast so far. The name may change, but right now, Sharing the Journey seems to be a fitting name. Because that is what this podcast is going to be. I'm going to be interviewing other Christians like myself about their journeys of faith and how God has worked in their lives. So on this first episode, I'm just going to share a little about myself and um, where I think this podcast might go. Um, I have ideas, but um, it's all up to God. I believe that God has given me the the idea for this and that he knows where it's going to go. Um, my thoughts are that I, like I said, I'm going to interview people about their faith journeys. I'm going to start with my friends and uh move on, I think, to Christians with varying disabilities or those who are in some way involved with disability, uh, whether that be parenting or disability ministry. But I really think that I want to focus uh, more on um, the Christian adult population because there seems to be a lack of podcasts covering that. So those are kind of, that. that's kind of where I'm feeling it's being directed to go. Uh, but I'm totally open to wherever God wants to take it. And um, we'll just see what happens. Um like I said, I'm going to start with my friends. The majority of them um, have disabilities, um, and the majority of them are blind, uh, as am I. And some are not disabled but are involved with the disability community, and they will be interviewed as well um, because I think they have stories worth sharing. And, uh, well, everybody has a story worth sharing, but... Um, so if you think you have a story that you want to share on my podcast, uh, there are a million ways to get a hold of me and I, I will, will repeat this at the end, but, uh, I'll go ahead and give you right now. Um, uh, my email is M L T U R T L E one nine seven six at gmail.com. So a little bit about me. My name is Shelly. I am 44 years old. As I mentioned, I am blind. Oh, there's my dog. He wants to say hi, too. Um, I'm recording this just on my little MP3 player because I didn't want to mess with wearing the headset and and recording that way so yeah you get the outside sounds of my little guy here I have a dachshund Pomeranian cross his name is Scooter and oh he's hearing sounds in the hall so he's making noise and okay that's enough
I also have a cat who you probably won't hear. I think she's asleep on the bed somewhere. Her name is Rain and my dog's name is Scooter and they are just, they're just so awesome. Animals bring so much joy to my life. I also enjoy um, working around horses. I'm no longer able to ride at this point, but I'm still able to um, to work with horses on the ground, and I get a lot of enjoyment out of that. And just any time I can spend time around any animal is is a wonderful um, thing for me. I'm so thankful that God created animals and and uh, that He's given me the two that I have to love. So anyway, back to the intro as I was planning to do it. <laughs> um, as I uh, said, I'm blind. I was born premature. I was um, born at t 24 weeks. I weighed a pound, eight ounces, and I was 11 and a half inches long. As a result of the prematurity, I am blind. I uh, have been totally blind since I was two and a half and don't have any memory of seeing and um, in a lot of ways, my childhood was very normal. I grew up playing with baby dolls and strawberry shortcake and uh, with the strawberry shortcake dolls and, and toys. And then playing Little House on the Prairie and, and uh, playing school. And uh, my, my growing up was a little different in that I grew up on an island. A small island um, in the Puget Sound of Washington State and it was uh, a mile and a half all the way around one road all the way around um, there were about 80 families that lived there it was uh, all residential no businesses um, as a teenager I love to point out that the nearest mall was an hour away look at my deprived life right um, <laughs> but, uh, it was a really nice place to grow up. I mean, there was like no crime. Um, you know, there, there were some drawbacks and that I didn't learn how to travel independently with streets and sidewalks until I hit high school. But, um, it was a really nice place to grow up. I have two brothers. Uh, one is older, one younger. Neither of them are blind. Um, as far as the role faith played in my family, which is going to be one of the questions I ask uh, the people that I interview, uh, my parents were raised Catholic, but by the time we came along, they were no longer attending church. So they did teach us um, a little bit about God and, uh, you know, Christmas is Jesus' birthday, that kind of thing. I remember mom reading me a Bible story book at one point. Um, I think I had said I wanted a book of short stories and she had a children's Bible and so she read from that to me. Um, but I, uh, I did not become interested in, in things of faith until I was 12. So for my fifth grade Christmas, I received a radio and I found um, the Christian station while tuning around and happened to land on it when they were playing a children's drama. 
I believe the first one I heard was Children's Bible Hour, and I later discovered Adventures in Odyssey and Your Story Hour. And those shows were um, foundational to me understanding what uh, Christianity was all about, uh, what it meant to trust Christ to be my personal Savior. Um, I remember a, a, an Adventures in Odyssey where one of the characters uh, trusts in Christ, and I remember thinking she's doing the right thing. So I, I also at the time had a couple of Christian friends who were answering my multitude of questions. And at one point, one of them asked me if I wanted to pray and asked Jesus to come live in my heart. And I, I knew, you know, I was only 12, but, you know, I'd been, I'd done things that were wrong. And, and also I wanted, I was a very anxious kid. I had a lot of anxiety, a lot of fears, um, when I was in fifth grade, that's also the year I began to really struggle with depression. I wanted to know that there would be someone who would be with me to help me, that I could always talk to. And so I, I knew that God was the answer for that. And so I prayed. And uh, there have been a lot of ups and downs, and it's been rather bumpy road, but uh, uh, I've grown from there. Um, okay, so now I'm going to answer one of the common questions that I'm asked when someone's getting to know me and learning about my blindness, and that is about my education experiences. Did I go to public school? Did I go to a school for the blind? How did that all work? So... I began attending school when I was two, and I attended a program um, for the visually impaired, visually impaired uh, two and three-year-olds, and I stayed there until I moved when I was four, and uh, where I moved to, there wasn't a, a program like that. There aren't very many. There are some around the country, but there aren't a whole lot. And uh, that program no longer exists. Um, but uh, from everything that I have heard my parents say about it, it was an excellent program and really provided a good foundation. Then I was in a special ed preschool, then regular kindergarten with push-in and pull-out services with a uh, itinerant teacher for the blind and visually impaired. So they would spend... Either the teacher or a paraprofessional would spend parts of the day with me in the classroom, uh, assisting me with, you know, whatever I needed, assignments, art projects, whatever. And then I was pulled out of class uh, to work one-on-one. -on -one. And, um, you know, in the early years, that was um, probably up through fourth grade. That was learning Braille. Um learning to type, learning um, the abacus and the cube rhythm for math, um, 
learning to uh, walk with a cane. I had a special, specially trained teacher who came and taught me how to walk with my cane. Um, so that continued through eighth grade. And eighth grade was the time when I needed to decide what high school I was going to attend the next year. There were two choices. Well, three really, but um, the two choices were my local high school and or a school about 45 minutes away. The local high school could not really provide me any services um, at the level I was used to, which was three times a week of pull out by that time. Uh, the other school could, but it was going to be taking me away from the one friend that I had, the one really good friend that I had. Hi, Holly, if you're listening to this. And um, probably aren't, but anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, and away from just my you know, local neighborhood, and it would be a lot harder to be involved in activities and blah, 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 blah. Um, but they could provide some services. So then in the middle, I don't even know quite how it came about, but it was decided that um, I would, that's my Twitter going off, sorry. It was decided that I would um, go to the School for the Blind for an evaluation uh, of my skills. Now you know the time. They would evaluate my skills in the areas of blindness skills and academics and social skills and blah, 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 blah. So everybody pretty much came to the agreement after that three-week evaluation that I should um, attend the School for the Blind full-time. And I knew it was going to be hard. Um, I knew I was going to struggle a lot with the um, expectations the school had being a lot higher than what I'd had at home and at school. But I also knew that it was the right place for me to be. And it really was. Um, I, I gained skills. I gained um, not just blindness skills, but socially. Um, uh, I did struggle a lot in high school with... Um, depression um, and uh, anxiety but God blessed me with wonderful friends and uh, I made it through and uh, graduated June 9th of 1995 went on to a short stay at a blindness training center to gain even more skills didn't finish that program. That's sort of the story of the rest of my life. I didn't finish. Um, <laughs> I didn't finish the uh, blindness training program. I didn't finish college. I had studied to be a teacher. Uh, that was clearly not going to work out, so I um, stopped going to college. Um, have been in a few relationships that ended. I'm in a great relationship with a guy now. Hello, William. I know he is listening. So after things kind of fell apart with teaching, I uh, thought about going for psychology or 
social work, but I, I just, I'd spent so many years in college and I was so tired of school and so disappointed in, in things not working out that I just decided to stop. And so I have not worked. I volunteered for several years as a reading tutor, um, but I'm taking a break. Um, would like to get back into some aspect of that someday. So I spend my days uh, doing a lot of reading. I always have two or three books going at once. I read mostly Christian historical fiction, a little bit of contemporary romance or contemporary women's Christian fiction. Um, a lot of nonfiction, a lot of books about history, a um, lot of biography and memoir, disability-related books I really enjoy, um, animal books about animals. Um, let's see. I listen to a lot of music. Uh, Christian uh, worship and praise, contemporary, soft rock, uh, a little bit of country, some stuff from the 70s, 80s, 90s, uh, kind of stuff I grew up with. Um, I watch a little bit of TV. I love shows about animals. Um, so like Pitbulls and Prolies is, is one of my favorite shows. Um, I love the shows about big families, um, and like outdaughtered and shows like that. Um, let's see. Um, I spend a lot of time on YouTube and listening to podcasts. Some of my favorite podcasts would be, um, the desire line, which is a Christian mental health podcast. Um, CXMH, which is another Christian mental health podcast. Um, the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey, which is a Christian interview podcast. Um, I just discovered The Messy Table, and I think I'm really going to enjoy it as well. Just discovered it uh, last week, and I listened to um an episode of it and looked through a bunch of other ones, but wasn't, didn't feel quite like listening to a whole, whole nother episode right then, but I did look through it and, um, I listened to several podcasts about, um, horses and, uh, a couple dog ones. And, um, so that's pretty much my life right now. So now I want to answer a few of the other questions that I plan on asking everybody else because that's only fair. So let me pull up the file. Okay, who has inspired you in your faith journey? Well, this is actually a really, really hard question because there are so many people I could talk about. Um, I mean, I, I, have, I have so many friends who encourage me and then there are so many good authors and musicians who influence my faith through music. That's a big way that God um, speaks to me is through music. And and uh, but I, I will pick probably the, um, the 
the first person who was not an author or broadcaster or whatever. And then I will tell you about the most recent big person to influence my faith. So the first person is my neighbor Louise. Well, when I was growing up and she is a Christian and, um, she, um, took me to church the summer of my fifth grade year. So before I had gotten the radio, before I really knew anything about Christianity, they were doing a kid's, uh, week long, kind of like a VBS. It was called a kid's crusade. And she came down and invited my brother and I. And so that was, that was one of my very first introductions to Christianity. I didn't know, um, like I had, like I said, initially, I didn't know a whole lot about God. And then I got the radio and, you know, kind of went from there. But, um, so I knew she went to church because of that. So when I became a Christian and learned that church attendance was important, I, with permission from my parents, of course, asked if her if I could go to church with her. And so she took me um, to um, a little Assembly of God church. And she was just very instrumental in those first years of... Um, my Christian life, and um, we've, we've stayed in contact. Um, she's now in her 90s and uh, no longer doing email or things like that, but we used to email each other, and she's an excellent writer, and um, just, um, just a wonderful woman of faith, and um, really... Um, has lived her life for the Lord and, um, yeah, she's, she, she's a great person. So, um, the other person who I do not know personally, wish I did, um, but is an excellent author, um, a fellow blind Christian. Her name is Jennifer Rothschild, and you should look up her books if you haven't read them. She has several. Um, Lessons I Learned in the Dark is the first one I read. Like I said, an author, speaker, and recently I did a Bible study of hers called Missing Pieces. And the Lord just spoke to me so powerfully through that study. And um, through, it was through videos and through the book, live, um, chats that she did to go along with the study. Um, Jennifer is very honest about her struggles, yet very confident in her faith. And I, th this kind of goes into the next question. Um, who, who do you strive to be like? And she would be somebody that, at least from what I see on the outside, um, that I would strive to be like because she um, she just um, clings to what she believes, even when it gets hard, and and is is quite um, an inspiration to me. 
Tell about times you have felt doubt or distance from God. How are those issues resolved? So as I mentioned, I've struggled a lot with depression and anxiety. And I have often doubted God. If God were there, if God were fair, if God had a clue what he was doing, um, um, why do I have to struggle with the things that I constantly struggle with? Um, is, is there anything good to keep living for? Um, and to be honest, those issues have not completely resolved, um, for me. Um, you know, there's a part of me that's always going to wonder, okay, why am I blind? Um, why do I have the struggles that I have with, you know, my mental health? Um, you know, why, um, why, 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 why? The way that, that I, have dealt and that God has helped me to deal with it is just through constantly coming to God with it and you know being able to ask God the questions you know and and express my feelings and and you know sometimes I receive peace you know and and sometimes I don't and and, um, but, but that doesn't mean that God isn't hearing me and isn't, you know, um, still God. Um, it just, you know, might have to do with my brain chemistry at the moment or, you know, whatever. I don't always know why I don't feel God's presence, but, um, or peace. Um, but, you know, I keep... I keep leaning into him because the Bible says that he is there and he is good. And I do know from, from my past that he is there and he is good. And even though I can't see it in all of my past, I can see it in enough of my past that I can say that. So I just continue to come to him with the questions and the doubts and the anger and ask for his help, ask for his guidance, ask him to keep me close, um, you know, regardless of how much I might, you know, want to walk away. I know that he will. There were times in high school that I you know, would say that I didn't even believe in him. And yet he kept holding on to me and I know that he always will. And, um, so, um, you know, there were a couple other questions, but I'm feeling like this is getting really long and, um, like that was a good place to end. And so, um, I'm going to stop this here and, um, well, I'll, I'll give you one more, one more thing. 
I would ask that you guys would pray with me about this podcast, um, that you would pray um, that the Lord would guide me to take it in the right direction that it's supposed to go. And um, um, and and like I said, um, I'm very interested in any feedback, so feel free to email me, M-L-T-U-R-T-L-E, 1976 at gmail.com.